The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Cult for the Culture podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. The content presented is not a substitute for seeking or seeing a licensed mental health professional. Know what's up next, know what's up next. Healthy pleasure with it, Cult for the Culture. Better tune in, better tune in. Big sis, get him, big sis, get him. Cult for the Culture, Cult for the Culture, Cult. Hey y'all, welcome to the Cult for the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Renee, the Culture's Advocate. On this show, we interview individuals from different walks of life who are dedicated to being the change within the culture as it relates to various topics and their effects on the world of mental health. Hey y'all. So I just want to make sure that I put this in before I forget. I want to do a quick social media plug. I told y'all if I decided to change um, the Instagram handle that I had, I would let y'all know. So Cult for the Culture officially has its own Instagram. Yay, clap, clap. So that is at Cult for the Culture Podcast. Exactly how it's spelled on whatever um, streaming site you're on right now is how it is spelled. So make sure you guys go follow me on that and subscribe to notifications as well as subscribe to the podcast. So I am super duper excited today because we have a very special guest to me, at least. I don't know what other people think, but she's a very special guest to me. Um, But she is my best friend who also happens to be a healthcare professional. I would like to welcome Kiara Watkins to the Cult for the Culture podcast. Welcome, girl. Hey, hey. So... Before we get too far deep into the episode, go ahead and let people know who you are real quick. I said Kiera, but I know you, they don't know you. Okay, well, my name's Kiera, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I am a certified medical assistant, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I am here today. Yeah. Um, I've been doing that for almost four years. Four years? Almost four. Wow, girl. Time flies. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's it? That's me. I think that's cool for now. So, I want to do shout outs. Like I said, I was going to start doing my shout outs today, of course, makes sense because we are going to talk about COVID and all the stuff that has happened with that. But I do want to make sure that I shout out some people, um, one of them being Kiera, of course, and all the other healthcare professionals who are still currently working, whether that is going into hospitals, doctors' offices, whatever the case may be, clinics for some people. Um, I know there are a lot of therapists who have switched to telehealth and telemed, which means that they're essentially doing their sessions via webcam, um, which is not the norm for everybody. So I just want to say thank y'all so much. And I know it's a lot. Um, I know I was super stressed out the first week of trying it. And I know a lot of other people have a lot of big feelings about going to work and still being exposed to the virus and all that. So I just want to say thank y'all so much and do the best that you can to take care of yourselves during this scary time. So, Aaron, before we get started, I always like to ask, I either do a self-care tip myself, of course, if I'm the only one recording, but I'm not today. So, I want to know, what is your favorite self-care regimen? See if you got something different than what I've heard before. My favorite self-care regimen would be um, cooking, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's, like, huge for me. I... Chef Boy Arkey. <laughs> I can stay in the kitchen for hours, just turn my music on, um, turn the TV off, mm-hmm. and just go to town. Okay. Um, 
What's your favorite thing to cook? Ooh, chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. That's my favorite thing to mm-hmm. eat, I would say. Okay. Um, I'll just have a nice glass of wine while I'm doing it. That's Any wine favorite. of choice? Um, Not that we're plugging wine, but if people want a new recommendation. Um, I love Chardonnay. Just a nice, um, buttery Chardonnay. Buttery. For those of you that don't know, she won't claim it, but Kiara is a wine connoisseur. I'm not. I've just been a bartender for years. She has been a bartender for years, but I don't know too many people who can taste anything and pull out all the ingredients. Okay. Like, mm, (laughs) mmm, vanilla. A little, actually, what's that movie? There's a movie on Netflix that I just watched. Uncorked. I've never seen that. It's new. It just came out like a few days ago. I think that's the name. It's a black movie. I'll have to check it out. Very nice. He wants to be... A sommelier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to be a sommelier. Yeah, so that's the movie. Check it out. Cool. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and get into the topic for today. So today's episode is called Global Pandemic. Now what? Now Because we know that this has caused a lot of big feelings for people, a lot of mass hysteria. We don't have no tissue. We don't can't leave the house. Um, I know at least for North Carolina, we are officially on a stay-at-home order, which means we have to stay home, which is hard when you work from home, live from home, eat from home. Um, if y'all can't tell, I'm stressed and I want something to eat other than what's in my cabinet. So yeah, so with that being said, now I said earlier that Kiara is, of course, in the medical field, which means you are currently still working. Yes. Um, and for those of y'all who can't see us and probably wondering why we're recording during a stay-at-home order, we are practicing precaution. Um, Kiara is wearing a mask, courtesy of being able to have one. <laughs> right. Since the people haven't bought them all. So that's how we're practicing social distancing. But I also felt like it was super important for us to be able to record despite everything that's happening. So, yes, we're practicing social distancing. So, Keith, what led you... For people who don't know, to your current career path of being in the medical field as a medical assistant, all that. Okay, so for as long as I can remember, I knew that like my calling on life, if because I'm a spiritual religious mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. Um, I knew that my calling was to help people. So mm-hmm. I, it took me a while to figure out like what, in what capacity, right. is that going to happen? Right. So. Um, I ended up going to, I've been to a million different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually... It has not been a million. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can talk about it later. Later, yes. Um, I love that. <laughs> so I um, ended up going to a medical assistant program, and I have my degree in health sciences with a minor in medical assisting. Um my internship was at an urgent care facility, which I absolutely mm-hmm. loved, and that just kind of like it just kind of went from there. Right. So I'm yeah. still stuck on the a thousand schools part, but I'm gonna allow my mind to move yeah, we'll from that. To, yeah, we'll talk about it all. So what do you? Because I think I've mentioned this maybe on season one, but I can't remember. I used to want to be a doctor, y'all, mm-hmm. a pediatrician, and it's very funny to me now because when me and Key switch or exchange stories about work. Like, the stuff that I tell her, she's like, mm-mm, girl, could never do it. And the stuff that she tells me, I'm like, nope, I would pass out in the middle of the floor. What you mean, blood? And I, No, can't do it. So, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor, and then I decided not to because of, one, I wasn't doing very well in all the science classes. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what's funny, though? Remember, I, the first time I was in school, mm-hmm. I was pursuing a psych degree. I forgot about that yeah. until you just said that. Funny how the tables turn. 
I wonder how I would be right now if I still was on that path. Like, if I was a doctor right now. Probably wouldn't have a job because I don't know how I would feel about going to work right now. I think your mindset would have changed. Would it? Mm-hmm. So, tell me. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, nope. Stay at home means stay at home. So, I'm going to stay at home. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it does. Um, I think that my mindset is stay at home and mm-hmm. not go out parlaying and gallivanting with your friends in groups at house parties mm-hmm. or you know all these different things that people are doing that they should not be doing should not be doing keep everybody healthy okay or try to so what's keeping you sane for a better or a lack of better word mm-hmm. right now in the midst of knowing that this is super serious we don't know where it comes from. We don't know why it's happening the mm-hmm. way that it's happening. I mean, I know that humans have never been exposed to this, apparently. Right. So, so that's a part of the mass hysteria that's going on right mm-hmm. now. Um, what's keeping me sane? I don't know that I am. Okay. Um, I think that I am just, you know, trusting the science of it all mm-hmm. and trying to do my part. So I have right. faith that other people will eventually do their part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's what's kind of keeping me together Okay, for the most part. What do you mean, trust the science? Though? What does that mean? Um, so trust the science is, there's a term that is going around um, of flattening the curve. Mm-hmm. So if we stay at home, that gives us less contact with other people. Mm-hmm. It's at an exponential value. So if one person stays at home then they are kind of keeping other people safe by that one person staying at home. So everybody follows, and the number of new people contracting the illness mm-hmm. will go down, if that makes sense. It it does, but I know a lot of people have the thought process of, well, just because I'm staying home doesn't mean that other people are staying home, which is kind of where my mindset is mm-hmm. at. Yeah. Because we know people don't fall. The whole reason why we're even on a stay-at-home order right now is because people are not following instructions. Right. Like Walmart parking lot is packed every day. I know we don't have anywhere to go, but mm-hmm. I still don't understand what we're buying from the store or what people are hoping to I don't know. They're trying to find things to get. Kind of like me with the grocery store. Mhm. Um, I go every couple of days. It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, maybe I need some mm-hmm. eggs." I don't. I mm-hmm. have a half a dozen at home, so it's it's fine. Yeah. And I mean, I guess from just switching gears from a like mental health professional standpoint, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like the news is scaring everybody. Mm -hmm. They keep showing us all these clips of China and what happened in China and the fact that people have died from this. We don't quite know what the cure is. We don't know what the cause is. And so a lot of people are scared, which makes sense Mm -hmm. because what are, what are we supposed to do when you don't know? And for those of us that are anxious, one being myself, everybody who listens to this knows that. Mm-hmm. It's very hard not to be in a state of like, okay, the world is ending right now exactly. and I don't know how to not end the world. And I appreciate if other people would listen so that we don't end the world. Yeah, I don't really have answers. <laughs> um, the What I'm doing to kind of fight off that anxiety is I am not watching TV. Like when I'm off mm-hmm. work, my TV is not coming on. Yeah, um, I'm not watching movies because Netflix is promoting all of these sci-fi movies pandemic. that have to do with pandemic epidemics and all these weird alien viruses. I'm not. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Um, I actually tagged them in a post. 
I saw, saw that. It. I did. Because Netflix, if you're listening, is not being trauma-informed. Mm-mm, they're not. They're just trying to make their money and make get their, their streams. Yeah. Exactly. And not realizing that exposure, even if it's not to the actual disease that's happening right now, just exposure, period, mm-hmm. to more movies that is reinforcing the narrative that many people like myself have of like, okay, the world, this is it, guys. Right. Pack your bags. Don't know where you're going. <laughs> That kind of thing. So, going to Canada. I, but are we even safe in Canada? Then that makes me think of The Handmaid's Tale. So I'm going to back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't want that. Don't go down that battle. Don't go down. I'm going down, y'all. Okay. Let's come back. So tell us about what we should know. Like, what are the facts that you know? Because I know y'all are getting updates mm-hmm. every single day, multiple times a day of what to expect, where we're going with this. Okay. Um, so the healthcare system that I work for sends out an email at 5 a.m. every single morning. They oh, wow. just keep us informed. Mm-hmm. Um, protocols and procedures are changing every single day okay. because nobody knows much. Like we're just right. kind of winging it, mm-hmm. and, you shooting know, for in the lack dark. Of better term. Yeah. So um, the coronavirus is a family, like that's a class of virus. Okay. So COVID nineteen is. The virus that was discovered last year in 2019, which is where the 19 comes from. So okay. it's like a sub, I was a subclass, yeah. But they say, is it that we just found out about it last year, or that it was because, from my understanding, it comes from animals. So it is said to come from animals, okay. and it was transferred to a human for the first time, which transferred it to another human, and it's just kind of going from there. Mm -hmm. I'm super easily transferred. Um, It's a respiratory illness. Right. So that is droplets. So so the droplets from your lungs Mm -hmm. that you sneeze out, cough out, breathe out, are transferring that illness to the next person. Breathe like the air. So that's a new one that I haven't heard, the breathe part. I understand, like, talking and stuff because you Mm -hmm. open your mouth. Mm -hmm. Spit travels, all that. So, say right now, if Mm -hmm. I had the coronavirus, you and I are sitting however far apart we are. If you were to stay in this vicinity for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes minimum, you are more susceptible to contract because I'm breathing out those air droplets. Mm -hmm. And so, droplets are, they they suspend in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's up to two hours. Okay. And then they drop. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they can stay on those surfaces that they drop onto for up to three hours after that. Um, so, yeah. That's the, the coronavirus. Yeah, okay. Um, and just, it's... <laughs> wow. That, okay. She's laughing because she's looking at me getting more anxious about this. Because yeah. I didn't know about the breathing part. It makes sense now that you said it, but it's we don't nice. think... Of, I got that, but I thought it was more so like, if you're talking to somebody, here's this Mm-mm. protection so that... No. Um, So it's a respiratory illness, like I said. So the people that it affects, Mm -hmm. it could either act like a really bad cold or flu, or it can shut you down. Um, They're saying that people who have underlying respiratory illness already, so Mm -hmm. like bronchitis or asthma, more susceptible to die. Um, (laughs) People who have diabetes or heart disease. Mm -hmm. um, Immunocompromised. Immunocompromised, mm-hmm. people who are obese, okay. all those people, even people who smoke. Yeah, I saw high blood pressure too. That was a new one that I didn't know. That one I don't know about. For sure, okay. Okay. Um, lots of stuff is circulating. So diabetes and obesity are mm-hmm. super important because those two illnesses bring on so many other comorbid- 
comorbidities. Mm -hmm. So they just bring out other things which will aid the COVID to take you down. Take you down. You keep using that so freely. Yeah, take you down. I'm serious. I know. It's very serious. It affects your lungs and it causes (laughs) pneumonia and Mm -hmm. all that horrible stuff. Hence the mass hysteria Mm -hmm. that's happening right now. And it's weird for me because we've dealt with like when we were kids the sniper Mm -hmm. and all of these other different like mass shooting we've seen all of that we have not seen this like the flu okay yeah people are nervous about the flu but the fact that we are being told to stay in our houses Mm -hmm. and the amount of seriousness that is being put on this is like wow and the, the reason that it is so serious is because it is super contagious. It's so easily transferred. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing to know. Um, because people will look at the numbers of how many people have it yeah. to how many people have died. Mm-hmm. It's about 1% across the globe. people that have died. Right. 1% of people have died. More well, people die of statistic. cancer. More people die of the actual flu every mm-hmm. year. But this is super contagious, so we don't know how many people it's going to affect. Yeah, we don't know I how saw, high those numbers are going to go. And it's going high. It is. Um, I try not to watch the news, too, but my mom was telling me yesterday, or today, I can't remember, that the number that we have currently in the U.S. is following the trend of Italy, mm-hmm. which is like, what? Mm-hmm. Because we know where Italy is right now. Right. But we won't have as many deaths as Italy did because Italy has the second oldest population in the world. Japan has the first. So those statistics. (laughs) The elderly people are more susceptible Mm -hmm. for it to um, affect them a lot worse. Okay. So that's why their population has a higher death rate. Mm -hmm. More older people. And is it older people because as they get older, their immune system kind of goes down? Or everything. Everything. Okay. Everything kind of goes down. Your immune system isn't as strong mm-hmm. as you were when you were 20-something. But you would think. I'm not a scientist here. Mm-hmm. But, like, as you develop and grow, your amount of time in the world would help you build up a stronger defense against no. the world. But no. No. See, that's why we, we switch paths. Mm-hmm. And I want the path that I did and you Everything went to the medical Everything is going to slow down. Those muscles are going to be weaker. Mm-hmm. Heart is the muscles not working the way they used to. Yeah. Those lungs are not working the way they used to. It doesn't make sense in that regard. That's definitely not fair, but... No, it's not fair. Again, I say I try to trust the science. Try to trust the science. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you don't know that you're doing well in regards to like the whole COVID situation mm-hmm. and still having to go to work. Mm-hmm. What has been your experience as far as like how you felt and a day-to-day going to work knowing that you're fighting and putting your own life at risk for a very contagious disease? Okay, so... Um... I already kind of struggle with anxiety on a regular day-to-day basis. So when you say, you know, there's this virus that's going around and everybody's going to, in my head, everybody's going to get it. We're yeah. all going to die. Like, right, I'm with you. That's, that's where what's I'm happening at. in mm-hmm. my head. I'm going to reach um, stateside, so be careful. Yep. Da, 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 da. So I'm not really trusting the science at that point. Okay. When it first <laughs> came out, it's like, hold on, what do you mean? We don't know anything. Uh-huh. What's really going to happen? Right. Okay. Um, and then all these statistics are coming out, and I'm like, I don't really know. And I'm watching the news like 24/7. I'm getting updates to my phone, so mm-hmm. I have to watch. Like, it's just too much. Okay. 
And that, is that from work that you're getting updates or just no, 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 updates no, no, no. overall? Just in general. And okay. then social media is putting out all this, you know, all these things, mm-hmm. which could very well be untruths, but you don't know because you don't it's social know. media and it's not really... No verified sources. At all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I work in urgent care currently and we see everything. Mm-hmm. Anything can walk through those doors and it's like, okay, well, we have to do what we have to do. We can send them to the big hospital yep. we can send an ems like we can, we'll do what we have to do but we're going to take care of those people while they're here mm-hmm. so the very first week that things got super serious in my head yeah i was at work um and we had a patient and the patient had you know some some um positive contact with someone who knows that they have the virus mm-hmm. right um, so I did my part, did what I had to do with that patient. Mm-hmm. And I was told that I was going to be put on isolation. So I'm like, okay, cool. You're just going to watch me. Just going to watch me. That's right. all good. I go through the rest of my shift. Mm-hmm. The next time I came to work, there was, you know, a phone call with infectious disease. Pretty serious. Pretty serious. When someone says, hey, Kiara, infectious disease is on the phone. They would like to talk to you. Oh, me? Is there Who another me? Kiara here? Men in black? I didn't what? call them. <laughs> I didn't call them. At all. Right. So I get on the phone and they're like, are you having any symptoms? Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. a couple of them, but that's kind of normal for me. Yeah. Um, so I was sent home. Mm-hmm. I was put on basically house arrest for about four days. Yeah. So what that looks like is I was told to take my temperature a couple times a day and report it. Um, I had to work, walk out, watch out, I'm sorry, watch out for certain symptoms. Mm -hmm. So headaches, sore throat, uh, fever, muscle aches, what else? Um, cough. Yeah. I'm looking out for all of those things. Which is difficult for you because... Super difficult for Mm me. Um, because I suffer from migraines. Yeah. I have horrible seasonal allergies. Mm -hmm. Um. You work out, so your body's gonna ache. Exactly. Before they shut the gyms down, Mm -hmm. I was in that thing. Right. Okay. Um, Miss a gym. Right. So there was that. Um, and so basically I was waiting for that patient's test to come back mm-hmm. and, you know, pray that it was negative, which yep. it was. Okay. So I was allowed to come out of the house. I had friends and family bringing me goodies to my door. I couldn't talk to them. Mm-hmm. I could not touch them. I couldn't hug them. No. Literally talking to them through the window. Yeah. And that was pretty tough. Like my mom came mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just was not a good feeling. Like looking at my mom through the window like waving mm-hmm. like thank you so much like no let me open the door let me please open the door. i know because even i brought you some stuff too oh i had a couple tears yeah and we didn't have any contact i had to drop stuff off at the door and mm-hmm. text you when i left right and yeah that was a lot it was a lot i was ordering my groceries and everything um i ordered doordash and was like please leave it i'm sick mm-hmm. just yeah i don't i didn't like it bunch of anxiety like is this what it feels like is this gonna be the new norm they were not gonna be able to interact with friends and family yeah um yeah so that that's my immediate experience with it and I'm kind of over it and yet still going to work which is why I'm like where because I'm passionate about the people that I work with and the population I serve and what I do etc etc but of course when it comes to life and death Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know where I would draw the line. Like, I know I had to have some tough conversations about 
what I wanted to do is before we were all mandated to work from home Mm -hmm. um, just for safety and other reasons but I don't know what would give me the motivation to kind of keep going I I just saw a video from a nurse who quit on the spot because she suffered from some health concerns and was being told to be on the COVID floor in the hospital Mm -hmm. and not wanting to take that back to her family and her kids and her supervisor knew she had a condition that would put her at risk and so I think about stuff like that where people are really having to choose between their livelihood and their livelihood if that makes sense yeah so like what brings you money and what well my take on that is this is this is what I signed up for now granted when I was in school I was not thinking hey this thing's gonna happen in a couple years girl are you ready for it I wasn't thinking that none of us um but I did go into this knowing that, yes, I will get sick from patients, mm-hmm. which has happened to me several times. I've caught things from patients, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, not flu, but colds or things like that. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a part of it, which mm-hmm. is why they teach us standard precautions and how to wear our PPE, which is our safety equipment. Yeah. My heart stopped, though. Okay. Is when they don't have safety equipment for me, which is becoming a concern. It is a, a very large concern. I I can visually see how many boxes of gloves and masks that we have left in my clinic, and I am thinking of alternative uh, routes yeah. that will allow me to continue to work. But my heart stop is when I don't have those things that I need to stay safe because then it's just like, okay, come get me, mm-hmm. COVID. So what? And it's a no for me. Yeah, because it's kind of like being in the military. That's what just popped up Mm -hmm. in my head. Like, you don't really have a choice whether or not you can go to war. You signed up for this and you knew this was a part of the job. So, good luck. That's I feel like that's what they're telling people. Well, I just, for for some reason, I just kind of keep thinking, like, we knew that at some point something like this would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially nurses that work in the actual hospital. I'm in the urgent care clinic, which is ambulatory, so... Yeah, I think that they kind of knew, and I think that we are being allowed to, like, we were watching the news and mm-hmm. we're getting terrified, but as long as we take these precautions, I yeah. think everybody will be fine. But yes, I am nervous Okay, that I'm going to bring something to someone else, which is why I am staying at home. I'm oh, staying no, away from... Spent, this is the most time that we've spent together, y'all. Like I'm very sad about weeks. it. In three weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you know I have small nephews and my youngest nephew's birthday is on monday Mm -hmm. he's turning five and i just refuse to go yeah because it's putting him at risk and other people exactly so what would you tell people currently that are still working Mm -hmm. whether that's because healthcare professionals people used to think like doctors and nurses but it's also ems it's also firefighters it's also therapists Front desk people, front desk people, yeah, custodians, people right. that work in food service mm-hmm. in the hospital. Because um, you can touch more on that too, the food service service stuff. Yeah, I work in food service um, part time. I am a bartender and uh, server mm-hmm. at a restaurant. We have been pretty much shut down. Um, half of my coworkers were laid off. Yeah, and so it's kind of like fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for you. So we've been converted to to go only. Yeah. I will tell you that my money has gone down about 75%. Yeah. Because um, people don't, that's the whole reason why people order to go. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say it, but so that you don't have to. 
You should always be tipping <laughs> on to go. You, you should, but you should be tipping. people have that mindset because it's like going through their drive-thru. You should be tipping at least 10% through drive-thru. Okay. Um, Y'all heard it here. Yeah, tip. Tip your server, tip your bartender, tip when it's mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. When we come back to the real world, you need to be tipping your hairstylist, mm-hmm. your makeup artist, your nail tech. You should be tipping anyone that gives you a service. Yeah. Um, because the other flip side of that, though, is... For some people, the money that they have now is the money that they have Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know where that paycheck is coming from, which is also a big reason why there's mass hysteria because not only are people worried about getting sick, they're worried about how to function. Right. For some, I know for us as therapists, we have lots of concerns about the fact that we work with traumatized children or just children in general who sometimes are still at risk of being abused because now they're in the home with said perpetrator with no other defense they don't get to go to school they don't get to come to therapy once a week which they do but it's not in the same sense of you have your own safe space with me here i'm talking to you on a computer Mm -hmm. trying to give you the best that i can because this is new for me too Mm -hmm. we're all figuring it out writing policies and procedures and revising and revising and amending stuff to fit where we are currently so when it comes to things like whether or not people want to tip in to go, it's like, well, this may be the only money that I've budgeted for food because I'm not going to work tomorrow or the day after that or until April 30th, if that's the case. People should go to the grocery store. (laughs) If you cannot afford to tip your server, go to the grocery store. You need to go to the grocery store. Yeah. And this, I agree with that. I also think in this situation, because I know I've gotten bored of my food. I'm not going to lie to you. And the house is stacked. Yes. Snacks, food, I can cook whatever I want. I don't want to cook. I don't I for the last few days I haven't eaten until like three o'clock. And that's terrible. Don't don't quote me guys. I've been eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, snack and snack. Good job. But see this is the thing. I won't eat in the morning. Mm -hmm. Afternoon to the night, I'm I'm throwing down. All the snack my face is broken out so bad because I'm eating nothing but hostess and Debbie cakes um throughout the nighttime. So there's that, but yeah. So to answer the question, what would you, what advice would you give to the people right now standing on the front line? Um, I, wow, that's tough. I would say make sure that you're washing your hands, keeping your hands out of your face. Um, use your best judgment. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. Is use your best judgment and stay true to what yourself. What does your best judgment mean? Your Clarify best, for folks. Okay. Because so, somebody's best judgment may not be somebody else's best judgment. Well, you if your I'm best saying? judgment is foolish, then you deserve whatever comes <laughs> uh-huh, with it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> not the virus. Not, not the, virus. the virus. Not the virus. Um, use your best judgment to me is if you feel unsafe, mm-hmm. if you feel uncomfortable, you should call your employer and say, hey, this just is not sitting well with me. Yeah. Um, there are actually, you know, policies that are set in place for things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've been told, um, at my clinic, if you don't feel comfortable coming to work, we can place you somewhere else. Yeah. Somewhere else that's less, um, serious. Yeah. Less serious. Maybe yeah. at the foot doctor or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you just have to voice your, voice your thoughts mm-hmm. to your employer. Um, but you definitely have to stay safe and n- not going in these rooms with no masks and touching folks mm-hmm. and 
just practice your hygiene at the end of the day. Yeah, it's moments like this that make you realize, like, I consider myself to be a clean person. Mm-hmm. I do. I, yeah. I take showers. I take baths. I wash my clothes. Mm-hmm. I wash my body. I, I wash my hair. All those things. But then it's like, now when you are super conscious of washing your hands and like now I'm like I touch so much mm-hmm. stuff throughout mm-hmm. the day so now I'm disgusted with myself yeah and I consider myself to be a clean person so it's like I don't know but my thing is after this is all said and done mm-hmm. over with and the Lord heals us all heal okay wh- what point is everything like is everyone going to start being hyper vigilant like oh let me wash my hands every five seconds mm-hmm and don't touch me at all Mm -hmm. and bleach city like is that really hypervigilance yeah it's a very great possibility Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say stats or anything like that but when people think of trauma they don't think of illness Mm -hmm. and a global pandemic like this can be very traumatizing for some people and that's where my mind sits a lot. So with the therapy and stuff that we're doing, a lot of our conversations are checking in with people yeah. because now we're forced to be in the house for those of us who live with people. I don't know the dynamics or relationships of everybody, but it becomes a lot to be in the house. And so, like I said earlier, that puts up the risk of abuse and other things happening to abuse for both adults and kids mm-hmm. because you have things like DV. And so that by itself is traumatizing. Now you add in the fact that we are experiencing a global pandemic. And so now that's traumatizing because everybody's concerned. We don't have any real answers. Anybody is at risk, even for those of us who think we're exempt, we're not. Right. And so just the amount of exposure that people are getting in the mass hysteria that I keep referencing, that is what makes it traumatizing for people, is how scary that is for them, how on guard they are. Because I know for me, it's like, Week one, I was washing my hands. When I saw hand sanitizer, it was on my hands. Mm -hmm. Like, I was being super vigilant, but hyper vigilant, which means I was just going way above and beyond to protect myself. Right. So, yes, that can carry on for people after the fact because just because a global pandemic is over doesn't mean my body or my mind forgot what I was doing during that time to stay safe. Right. So, some people may go back to their normal, you know, whenever you wash your hands, you wash your hands. Some other people may stay away from people. They may wear a mask in public. I know people joke all the time about people who are from Asia and the fact that they wear a mask all the time. But it's like, you had the right idea. Mm -hmm. I know my mom mentioned Michael Jackson the other day or somebody. I saw it on social media. We were laughing at Michael Jackson. He had the right idea. But then some people may adopt that. And now that's just how you travel through the world when there isn't any major concern at that time. Exactly. So, yes. The moment that I knew that I was feeling traumatized mm-hmm. was when I walked to the grocery store that very first week, and there was absolutely no produce, no meats, no paper products, and I just... And we don't even see that during the snowpocalypse that or we hurricanes. like to get, or hurricanes, or tornado, whatever the yeah. case may be. We don't see... I don't think I've ever walked into the store and seen nothing. Yeah, me either. And so I, you know, very quickly grabbed the things that I... Mm-hmm. could find that I needed and I went home I had to phone a friend yeah okay because <laughs> me being the friend I was you the being the friend <laughs> but um, you know it is it is a lot and you think about people we've talked about this a lot at work the fact that kids are out of school mm-hmm. a lot of kids their meals for the day breakfast and lunch is coming from school because sometimes families can't afford it mm-hmm. and there's also the issue 
of what is it called kids not getting meals people not being able to pay for stuff people being super hyper vigilant of course so there's just so many things that you have to consider and just be on the watch for because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know what to look for when it comes to trauma yeah like if you're constantly on the lookout like I wouldn't need I didn't even want people close to me in the store yeah. like I was literally saying to people like why are you so close to me mm -hmm. or if they were staring because I'm wearing a mask because I'm practicing precaution so that I don't get sick mm -hmm. staring is rude so it's like just putting you on <laughs> like I was angry at people irritable irritable yeah. angry what else um for some people I hope this isn't the case but some people may have flashbacks or full-blown PTSD because this is serious and it is real and unfortunately people are dying we don't know when this is going to end I hope soon um April 30th today's what I don't know April 30th is a long time from now but by the time y'all hear this this won't it won't be a long yes it will yes it will it will still be quite a while I think that the problem is that because we don't know so many different aspects of this mm -hmm. there's so much speculation and so we could get the wrong mm -hmm. idea we can get mm -hmm. you know too hopeful yeah. and disappointed um yeah because it's some people are taking it super seriously and some people are not and some people are in that muddy water in between mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. i live in the muddy water yeah. of being super anxious and being like oh it's cool i'm fine like even this i was like you don't have to wear a mask yes you do i do you absolutely do i do because um, incubation period is between two and ten days so if you were to catch it on day one you may not show any symptoms ever actually and you're still able to pass it along or you could start showing symptoms on that 10th day or yeah. the 14th day no so you just have to kind of act like you have it and act like other people have it it's the mindset that i'm trying to keep mm -hmm. so y'all if you don't get nothing else from this episode, stay in the house. And wash your hands. And wash your hands. Do not have block parties or house parties. Um, just to throw some self-care things out there that me and Key personally have tried. Mm -hmm. Have FaceTime parties. Meaning invite... How, how many people can you do on FaceTime now? Is it 10? 30? It was 99. <laughs> it's a it's lot. 99. Oh, well, if you can do 99 people, I think I would be very overwhelmed because the boxes are moving all over the place. Right. But your close friends, what, the first week we had a kickback, mm -hmm. so to speak, yeah. via FaceTime. We enjoyed ourselves. We talked. We laughed. We danced. All in the comfort of being by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The other night we had a dinner Mm -hmm. Me and you, yeah, with wine, or I think that's what we were drinking, wine. Wine. And we were in our robes. We were in our robes, so it's kind of like a pajama dinner party. Right. You just have to get creative because we are having to stay in the house. I know lots of DJs all over the world since DJ, is it D-Nice or Nice? D-Nice. D-Nice. Mm -hmm. Since he's done that, DJs all over the world. And shout yeah. out to y'all because guess what? Y'all are getting exposure. Exactly. All these people who have businesses and things that they're doing. I was just telling Key before the show started, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do to contribute to people being in this place. And a lot of people are like, grow, take time, learn yourself, because literally you're being forced to. But I sat for hours today reformatting my reflective journal that is in book form to ebook so people can still have access to it because I don't want you to have to ship during this time or... Mm -hmm pay shipping because we know shipping costs a lot so 
things like that. And I know a lot of people are doing that. I've seen dance classes online. I did an exercise class this week online. So there are lots of things out there, y'all, to kind of help you through this process. Definitely speak to your people. It's okay if you're having lots of conflicting and confusing feelings about this. Let people know because I'm sure somebody else is thinking about it too. And of course, limit the news, please, between number 45 and um, all the stuff that is being spread on the news. Just stop watching it unless you need to. If we need updates, we'll get it. But try to limit that because when I was looking at stuff all day, every day, that's when I was my most anxious. And now that I have stopped doing that, or maybe it's because now there are lots of funny memes out there about this. I don't know. Are they funny or are we just dark? Dark people, yeah. Yes. I think we're doing what we need to do to survive. And I know for us in our culture, we love to laugh and we love to have a good time. So yes. I think that's just the way that we're coping. And, you know, I think that's cool at this point in time. If it gets more serious and stuff just starts to happen and it's like zombie apocalypse, you see now I'm dark. So, yeah, stop. okay, that's not self-care and that's not helpful. So, yes, practice those things. Y'all just stay safe and do the best you can. Take care of yourself. Take care of your families. Check in with your people. And just... Y'all, hold it together. Hold it down. I don't know what else to say. I'm very anxious about it. Um, but just do what you have to do. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. And like I do with every other interview, I want to give you an opportunity to answer this one question. If you can change anything about the state of mental health in our culture, being black and brown people, what would you change? What is that one thing? Um, I think the thing that I would change is already changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would have asked me this maybe one or two years ago, I would have said make it more normalized to go to therapy, mm-hmm. to seek out help. Yeah. Um, and I think that through social media, through all these different platforms, mm-hmm. um, it's becoming more normal yeah. to seek help. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I don't have a problem going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I go to therapy. Um, and my family is just like, okay, well, you need to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Is the first thing that they say. So, um, yeah. Who is the somebody? <laughs> it's not you? No. Yeah. So, definitely therapy. And I'm glad you said that because actually, I, I've only seen New York, but I'm sure there are other states that are doing it as well. If not for a reduced rate for therapy, some people are doing it completely free. I know New York for sure is doing that because they're. It's pretty serious in New York right now. They're on, they're like in their own little country with this COVID stuff. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. It's there. pretty bad. Yeah. I don't want to mention what I've heard because I don't want people to feel more anxious about it. But yeah, so definitely look and see what your state offers or if there are people who are willing to do some pro bono stuff. Like you don't know if you don't ask. So definitely ask um, and just, you know, yeah, go to therapy. Yeah. Talk to somebody. People's jobs are offering. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Counseling, um, personal t- assistance services for most jobs is what it's called. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Because they, they offer it year-round. And people do. don't even, even if we're not in a pandemic, a lot of people's jobs yeah. in your insurance it offers is mental health um, There's services. There's a technical term for it that I cannot think of. I will try to remember and put it in the show notes for people to look up. Um, but yeah, definitely seek out a therapist or somebody that is helpful for you, whatever that is. Um, stay safe, y'all. I keep saying, um, cause I don't know what else to say. I'm really scared. Uh, yeah, I would just, <laughs> I would just say love your friends and family enough to stay at home. Don't infect other people. Yeah. Cause you could be infected and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. 
definitely that. So I want to give y'all something else to be able to do while you're at home because we're getting into all the new stuff that we weren't doing before because we didn't have the time, but now we have the time. Right. So I want to give you a chance to plug what you're doing to support the culture and giving a new perspective. Okay, so my contribution to the culture currently is uh, my website, my blog site. Mm-hmm. It's www.lovesolococo.com. Love Solo Coco. Yes. Um, so basically, I just post about things that I do on my own, um, things that I love doing mm-hmm. solo, mm-hmm. and just like trying to kick the stigma that being alone, being single, being by yourself is like whack and lame mm-hmm. and crazy and just all these things. No. I love doing and being mm-hmm. by myself. Even if I had a significant other, it's like, okay, well, just um, give me a day because I wanted to go do this you, real And quick. you still need to. Right, exactly. It's important. Yeah, and the blog is really good, y'all. I know the one that you posted about COVID and being at home. I was like, I didn't even think about that. So now I'm going to do it. I can't remember which one it is, but it was several. Yeah, there were a couple points. Yeah, there were lots of points of new things to try now that we're at home, new things to focus on within ourselves. So it's really good, guys, and down to earth. So definitely check that out. You have an Instagram as well. Would you like to tag that? Yeah, the Instagram is lovesolococo.com. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> lovesolococo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's L O V E S O L O C O C O. All one word. Yep. No, nothing. No else. hyphens, no numbers, no. Okay. Just love solo coco. Mm-hmm. Follow her, y'all. You have a Facebook too. Yes, but the same. same it should be thing. on your website. All. Yeah. Everything's on my website. If you go to the website, you can find everything. So definitely follow her, y'all. And thank you for coming on today. Thanks for inviting me. And being my first interview for season two. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, y'all. So thank you, thank you for tuning in today. I hope y'all got something that was helpful. I hope you are going to take care of yourselves and take this whole COVID-19 thing very seriously because it is serious. Um, And as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the Coat for the Culture podcast. And I'm out this thing. Bye, y'all.